that color? What is that texture? Why does it look like it should be like... They're pants! It looks like it should be jogger at the end, but it's not. Sorry, my pants are too big brain for you. The more you look at those pants, the more wrong They look like they should be cargo, too, because look at, like, the... the In the middle there? Yeah, look it's at for that. strength, dude. <laughs> what are you doing in your pants? What am I not doing in my pants, dude? I'm f I want to be able to climb a mountain, run a marathon... Continue. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Wings One Flight. We're gonna pick right up where we left off in the last episode. Let's get right into it, guys. <laughs> All right, flight flight number one. We have a Vienna Lager. I'm sure I butchered that. Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. Where are they based out of? Uh, Your mom. The USA. I. It just says product of the USA. You're goddamn right. It. Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty. Pretty standard. I would say it has a mild toasted, uh, like a note of caramel. I can. I can taste it. It's pretty light. It's actually not too heavy. Do you agree? Do you like it? I can get the caramel in there. It's a little bitter. It's got that, like, syrup. It's weird to have it bitter and still be able to taste the caramel, but I don't think it's too bitter. What you sipping over there, Andrew? It's <coughs> making you cough. It's that strong, huh? <laughs> all right, backstory. I am allergic. No backstory. I'm, I'm allergic. <laughs> all lies. <laughs> I'm allergic to beers, and I can't figure out what kind of beer I'm allergic to, so I just drink them, and then eventually I have some sort of allergic reaction to it, okay? Um, and to save you from a nasally mess, I am drinking Seagram's Escapes. <sighs> What's the drink called? Jamaican Me Happy. <laughs> oh, that's also copyrighted. <laughs> okay. It is a lemon strawberry watermelon <laughs> flavor. God. Sounds like something like a warm summer's day on the beach. Not in the basement. On a cold day. Or just something a girl in a sheep jacket, leggings, and Uggs would have in her hand. All right. <laughs> Flight number one, round number one. Gabriel has a topic for us that we began in the last episode, and we could not help but finish. So, Gabriel, I'm going to let you freeze the first attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I wanted to have a little more uh, insight on this topic. And a little more refined view, but it's going to be a little bit general and kind of just go on the curtails of what we talked about last time. Um, so oil, inflation, all these things that we're seeing now, let's, let's talk about it. Well, hang on. Right now? Right now. Oh, boy. Or in the past, you know, let, let's this look at it all. This is going to be the whole Whole episode. picture, all right? So oil companies right now are... Not they. One of them in specific said that they were not going to increase production, even if the president asked them to, because they had a plan and they're going to keep it that way. They have little to no incentive to increase production because they're making more money right now off of the same amount of oil, because prices are higher because demand is higher. They have tons of fracking permits, enough to last them an estimated like ten years of fracking. And yet they're using this crisis in Ukraine to try what to company? get uh, the big 
like Exxon. There's uh, like the American, whew, I forget what it's called. The American something. It's like a, um, it's all the big like Exxon, uh, Mobile, and like all the big companies. They join together to create like the Amer- American Gas or something organization. Okay. Um, and they're petitioning the government to give them more fracking licenses to you know increase production because this whole Ukraine thing. You know they need more licenses. Yet they're not using the license they have now. They're trying to get ones for, you know, their interests in, you know, 10, 5, 10 plus years so they have a constant supply. When in reality, right now, they could be fracking more. They have tons of licenses. They could be using those to get more oil and bring the price down. Is there any actual proof of that? That they're, that they're holding on to all these licenses? Oh, yeah, there's tons. I mean, the government gives them out. Like, it's not a secret that they have all of these. They just they just using this crisis to get more, and then and saying these, these license. Are you sure that these licenses aren't saying you can only drill in these areas? No, they are, but they're saying. What if they're shitty areas? Well, I mean, you don't know until you drill. Like we do, we're we're pretty good at knowing where to drill. Uh, they, even if if they were granted those licenses, they can still drill and get something there. Like they they wouldn't. They would. They they have approximately ten years worth. So there's enough to for them to keep drilling now. They one company, I think it, it might have been a British company, um, said that they weren't going to increase production. They already had like their plan set. Even even if it was specifically related to the Ukraine thing, and if like if that happened and the government wanted more oil, they were like, no, we're not going to do anything, even if the president asks us to. So they and they're benefiting from higher oil prices because the way things are set up, they're incentivized to charge as much as they can. And right now. You know they're having a heyday because their their profits have gone way up. Like their profits have increased um, in recent years and over the pandemic um, compared to previously. So, um, so what do you what do you think about that? What, what's uh, how and how would limiting the government help us get out of that situation? Because. So, I, are you I, tra- I would like to I uh, know I would like to know which one of wh- like what of these permits are actually what the oil companies want because I know a lot of permits were turned down and and it, it may be that they are holding on to all these but if anything I think it's a spider government now for canceling all this stuff that was in the in the works two years ago by all this stuff do you just mean the XL pipeline the XL pipeline and all the other previous deals. I mean, the the amount of fracking that we cut back on that was a, that was previously um, like approved. Um, it could be because of that. All I the last I looked into it, which was maybe I think yesterday, after the president came on and said that he was handing out all these permits, was that not, these were permits to drill in these places that weren't financially feasible for these companies to drill. Could they get oil? Yes. But then it was really riding that line of whether or not they were going to get profit from it. Exactly. I mean, right now they're they're having like the biggest profits they've had in a while because the price of oil is is going up. They're like their whole incentive is to increase profits. So yeah, you're right. Like they won't drill somewhere where they'll make a little bit of profit. It'll where it will help alleviate the cost of oil, but they'll only make you know a little bit of profit instead of a ton of profit. But they won't do it because it's not going to make them rich. So, like, the the way things are set up, it's, like, people complain about oil prices going up. But the oil companies, like, have no incentive to, to not let them go up. Like, they're benefiting from it. So, 
so how is them having freedom in many of those areas um, not like the problem that's causing this, you know, quote unquote crisis? I want to clarify real fast. You think that the U.S. government and their decisions to, to you think the U.S. government has nothing to do with the increase in gas prices as of late? Uh, I mean, nothing to do is has very little lot. to do with it. I think that the driving factor is the oil companies. I'd like to know how many small oil companies cannot drill right now. And I'd almost guarantee that it's the big companies that are being allowed to drill and small companies aren't because the big companies have had some sort of deal with the government before. I mean, we know of at least five or six counties in Pennsylvania that are begging their government in the state to move up to the federal government and say, let us drill on this fucking land because we don't want to pay these prices of, on gas when we're sitting on all these oil reserves. I bet if those companies could drill and they started pulling up oil, it's going to create competition even to the giant corporations. If we started pulling oil from everywhere we could pull oil from, we could, cr- we could cripple those corporations. Okay, so... Especially now. Yeah, a couple things. I wouldn't be surprised if... I, I don't know the details on l- the small uh, oil companies being limited right now. Um, Neither do I, but I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me because I do know there are there are a lot of counties in Pennsylvania uh, trying to go up their like government ladder to get them approved because there's these companies sitting waiting to to uh, drill for oil, but they can't. Um, right. So okay. So in that scenario, um, if the government wasn't in place because I think you're saying if you pull back the government a little bit there would be more competition yes and self-solving problem okay well one there are already a lot of oil companies like it's not like there's just like one conglomerate but there's only one who tells people one thing who tells people who can and can't drill right okay the government so you're saying yeah we should pull that back but if we remove that restriction what would stop all these oil companies from buying up all of the possible land to drill on. All of it. They have so much money. They could buy up all of it. Small businesses then have zero way of getting in because the big companies just bought it up. Right now, the government giving out licenses is the only thing allowing small businesses to ever possibly come up because then the government can say, like, okay, yeah, the small guy gets a piece. Like, we're gonna, we're not going to just let people do what they want. We're going to, like, control everything. So the big companies do have some restrictions, and the small guys can still get in. If there were no restriction, I mean, they could just buy everything up. I mean, you say that as if even when that happens, it's not a mutual agreement. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're just stepping. I mean, if they buy it, then they buy it. Like you're the they're. It's not like they're even the small companies are going to get bought out. You know what I mean? So right. it's not like they're just stomping on them. It's one way or another they're going to get absorbed if they decide to do that, or the small companies can say no. And continue drilling where they are and keep their land. A lot, I'd way more oil than we think is probably drilled on private land, uh, not owned by companies, like especially in places like Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Do you think that cheap gasoline should be a basic right? Since it's necessary for our vehicles to get to our jobs and to the hospitals and areas of that sort? I mean, define cheap. No, I think it should be reasonable, and if we're affected by the negligence of our government, we should be able to step in. But um, we've seen that our oil reserves, especially like within the earth, have replenished, but we don't know if that's going to be that way forever. So I feel like making that a thing would be 
uh, that's like a decision made with too much confidence in the future. Right. Okay. So, what are you saying in re- regards to the government's power in this situation? Because I, I've laid out kind of the way I see it. Gabriel, the government, the government is- right now could bring gas back down to three dollars $3 today, tomorrow. Could do it. Right it, now. it could by subsidizing it by imposing limitations or on the oil companies, but they, or the oil companies could increase production, but they're not doing that to the, you know the level that's required to bring down prices. I mean, it sounds like you're saying the government could and maybe should step in to bring down the oil prices. Matt, is your position that reopening the the Keystone pipeline will immediately bring gas prices down to three dollars? What? I think so. Okay. Oh, no, 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 wait. Wait, wait, the, the Keystone XL pipeline or Keystone? They're the same thing. Yeah. No, there's a regular Keystone pipeline. The regular the regular Keystone's... It's just not XL. Still there, right? Yeah. Okay, yes, okay. so wait. No, no, so no, 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 Can I just, no, can I just be clear? Go you ahead. think we should reopen the Keystone XL pipeline to bring down gas prices? Yes. Okay. Do you know that the Keystone XL pipeline is 7% complete? There was never an XL pipeline. It was just a plan that started in development. Yes. So there's no reopening it. They would have to construct it, and it would still take, I don't know how long it would take, but there was no, like, oh, we're shutting it down. It was like, oh, we stopped it very early in production. I would barely say very early. 7% is, I mean, in my mind, 7% is very early, and that's the, you know, estimated completion. The Keystone pipeline, not the XL, is not operational. Okay. They've, they've shut it down entirely. So okay. the one that was working is shut down. Okay. This is this is where this is another situation where I use my favorite example. The government has created a problem and you're saying, Big Daddy government, come fix this for me. I, and wh- I'm saying, hey, get the government the hell out of there and let whatever's sitting there in this blown up bubble fall and crumble. And then it'll fix itself. Okay, so it sounds like you you said earlier the government could bring down oil prices. Yes, because, okay, the government came in and implemented things that caused this issue, right? What what things? We cut drilling in America cut by 50% drilling, fracking. within the first week of Biden and being in office. And yet oil prices haven't skyrocketed until now. With the, No, the they were skyrocketing like shit, Gabe. They just because they've raised seventy five cents in the last two weeks does not mean they were already on the on the rise. I think no, they, they were up almost a dollar since Biden was in. Okay, but there was also a global. So okay, we were in a global pandemic before that, and it was lowest than it ever was. Yes, but things weren't nearly as open. So yeah, supply considerably dropped off. What about places like Texas and Florida? What Why wasn't them? their gas expensive? They were completely open the entire time. They weren't completely open. Okay. Yes, they you were. For this? Florida never shut down. Oh, Florida, yeah. All Florida right. never shut down. You ready? So, oh Biden went into office January of 2021, okay? Correct. December of 2020, $43 a barrel. January of 2021, $66 a barrel. Jesus Christ. Okay, what date did it go up? Because... It would be kind of shocking if literally days after. Well, the day that he came into office, he well all the look had at an all, executive have you ever looked at all the executive orders he signed? Like I know it's day. like a hundred, so it's hard to look through them. But if you look through them, you realize all the things that set up our country in a good position in any shape, in any way, shape, or form, he reversed. Okay, oil was the biggest one. 
That's the first thing he killed because we were more or less energy independent. We didn't have to go begging to OPEC. We didn't have to beg Syria and fucking Iran. We're getting oil from Venezuela. You know how fuck like we cannot tuck our dick deeper between our legs than we are right now begging Venezuela for oil when we're sitting on more than anywhere else in the world. Okay, so a, a couple things here. I forgot the best way to phrase this. Okay, so we have the capacity with everything allowed right now to produce enough oil, yet that's not happening, right? We have, the companies have permits, um, yet instead they're, the prices are going up, they're making more money, they're pocketing the money. Yes. So if they instead reinvested that, prices would go down, but they have no incentive to reinvest that. In, in the way that would actually help us right now. Who, the government or the companies? The companies. If, and if the government... I understand what you mean by they have no incentive. Obviously, they have no incentive right now. But if the government But that's was, because the government's so stringent on their regulations. But if the government was taken out of the picture, what would change? They would have even more freedom to just bring the price to whatever they want. They would have less incentive to operate within the confines of the government. Because the government right now, you know, maybe, you know, it would never actually happen. But they could, you know, file an antitrust suit or something, break them up. Right now, if they had complete freedom, what is stopping them from doing whatever they want? Us. Wait, so to narrow down these gas prices by the hour for you. <laughs> All right, nine hours into Biden being president, he signed an executive order um, limiting fracking by 50% in America. And that's only 50%. This is day one. And in that moment, it went up $20 a barrel. Okay, so is that a supply and demand issue or is that... People is that people in the gas companies being like, okay, this is now immediately well, worth it more. Create, charge it more. naturally creates a supply and demand issue when you limit somebody you, to you cut the to supply, supply. In half. But the supply didn't immediately disintegrate. It just in the future would. And people it's, said, now I can charge more for this, so I'm going to. Well, as soon as you sign that order, that barrel immediately is worth yes at seventy six dollars instead that of forty six. Barrel is also now fifty percent harder to get. Well, it's not okay. In the future, even if, it, it even would if be. it's already drilled at that moment, because they know they cannot drill anymore, that that barrel is worth more. Right. Yeah. Just like if I burned half a million dollars worth of cash right now, the other half is worth more than it would have been before. So then. okay, yeah. So what I'm saying is these companies. So yes, that happened. But we also know that these companies do have enough fracking licenses right now to last them many years. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that at all. I think there's stipulations to those fracking licenses. There's got to be. Sure, but they, I mean, they're still producing. Okay, oil. so like, if there's a stipulation saying, yes, you can frack, but only here, here, and here, that so doesn't mean they have the complete. To, to Gabriel's point, there are 7,700 unused permits by, the, by these companies. Yeah, for what? It says companies um, have been stockpiling permits in anticipation of a move like this. So this is back when he did limit the pipeline right now they're uh this again reminder this is back when he limited the pipeline uh, seven thousand seven hundred uh unused permits for example <clears throat> devon energy has over four years of permit backlog and drilling inventory they expect to be able to execute this on federal lands programs based on comments made in november right so they have they have enough to operate with for many years. They're getting record profits right now, and yet they're not expanding. They're not doing anything to de decrease the price because why would they? So your opinion is if Biden is going to limit drilling, he should also limit the oil company's ability to inflate the prices. 
Um, I I don't know if that's the best solution. I think there something needs to be done, right? Because you know, big oil controls too much. I that may be a viable solution. I think, but in but we can agree this is a fifty fifty problem. Big oil did that in response to Biden limiting big oil. Right. Yes. No, I agree with that. But even if Biden, but there still w- would have enjoyed uh, high prices, even if Biden didn't limit that. I mean, even with the whole Ukraine situation, and dude, increasing but again twenty dollars a barrel within a few hours is cr- that's the craziest thing that's happened in a long time since two thousand eight. In fact, and that's not because yeah, that's so- not because the company. It is because of the company. So why is it that if Trump turned around and went back in office and re-signed in that bill that it's going to go down? You think it would go down that fast? I do think so because Trump would reenact whatever was there in the first place. Because so so your my point still stands there that government action one way or another is causing these prices to go up or down, right? It it was the impetus for the companies to change the price. Yes. I have an interesting t- statistic for you here. So we are not even near the highest gas has been per barrel, but we are at the highest price per pump by nearly 60 cents. Why do you think that is? I, on a technicality level, I don't know. I mean, somebody's making money off of it for sure. Did you know that between 2016 and 2020, gas stations made very little margins off of their gas? Well, gas stations, they, I don't think they have as much bargaining power as the big gas companies. Interesting. So why do gas stations sell gas? Well, to make money. Why aren't they just a bunch of markets? Well, again? Okay, hang on. We have to remember that oil is not just gas, guys. I, I, most, of, most of an oil drum isn't used for gas. I think like 30 or 40% of an oil drum goes to gasoline. You should look that up. So, like, it's everything. It's all petroleum products. We're talking about refined oil, which I believe equals gasoline. But a drum, I'm pretty sure, is just oil. What's your point here? Like, what... If it's less, what's your point? 40% of oil is used to produce gasoline. Um, Others go to plastics... Industrial chemicals, jet fuel. So that was a while ago. So I don't know. I don't know if that's changed. That was 2011. Um, I mean, my point is that even like I see what you're saying by these companies are incentivized not to do these things, but at the same time they're being enabled. Right. If not, yes. like at the very least, they're being enabled by their government. So I don't know. I don't know what our previous president did, but he did something right to put these oil companies in a situation where they had no choice but to give it at a fair price. I, I, I'm i sure we can look into it deeper, but he always bragged about he essentially crashed the oil economy for a while. He almost definitely put more restrictions on the oil company and what they could do with it. I will what do you do? Gabe's definitely right there. Who? Donald Trump. Restricted, restricted oil companies bringing gas down. He told so, him, if you don't sell me this gas, you're not going to well, sell gas here in America at which, all. Which okay, so here okay, so it was an international company, right? 
Uh, most oil. Okay, yeah, yeah. Most is, oil is yeah. international. I don't yeah. think. Do we even have an American company? I think a lot of them started here, but like, I mean, look, if it's international trade, it's international trade. You do what you want. That's one of the big things our federal government's there for, is to deal with uh, any foreign policy. But he just said government intervention is what brought down oil prices. He's not right. He's not right. Yes, yes. But you're talking about that. I think that's way different than something operating here in America. I, okay, I think I, the point here is, Gabriel, you agree that government intervention brought down oil prices, but now you're saying government intervention did not bring it up. With Biden's... that There's a disconnect there, for sure. No, no, no I'm, okay. I'm saying... I, I said that the government intervention was the impetus for the companies raising the prices. Okay. But the, cover, the companies are still the ones that actually raise the prices, where in this case it sounds like with Trump, and I don't know all the details of this, but Trump actually set the price lower... Um, and then the company had no choice but to follow suit. Biden didn't do anything with the price specifically. He just, you know, he did something tangential. And then the company said, okay, well, this, with this, I can increase my price. So does that make sense? Is that a fair assessment? Yes, but that's, I mean, yes, to break it completely down to nothing. I mean, so if but- I. A regular economist would say, yes, Biden cut half of the supply, so now because of supply and demand, um, the cut cut the supply in half, still have 100% of the demand, 100% to 50%, you have to increase the price, right? But just, that's okay. just how it works. To, yes, okay. yes, the company made the decision, but that's the same decision anybody makes. Okay, but two points. Okay, right now, so one, the what was cut was the speculative supply not the actual supply like it didn't change literally what an hour or whatever you said um and secondly right now yes because you can say that's supply and demand but right now i mean supply is low demand is high yet we're not reaching equilibrium they're just the price is just going up and there there it seems to be no um effort from the oil companies to reach equilibrium so supply and demand only helps so the if, oil you, if you wanna, if you want to if you want to fight that point that hard why are they going to why are they going to put in all this effort when instead of our government trying to fix this issue, they're just pushing, they're just telling us all to buy Teslas? Um, why, why would we, why would we ever, why would they ever want to fix that issue? I mean, they're, the government's standing up for them right now. They're saying that they shouldn't do that. The government's sitting here saying, ah, oh, you guys just need to stop using gas. What are you doing? Go get a Tesla. You got fucking Stephen Colbert saying that he doesn't give a shit if gas is $15 a gallon because he drives a goddamn Tesla as if everybody in America can drive a Tesla. Okay. So so what? what's – there is – I look, I see what you're saying and I do agree with you for the most part. But there's also no incentivize – like you said, there's no incentivization anywhere for them to not do what they're doing. Right, and if, I, and if I don't believe in government intervention, then that's what I think should be done the most is incentivizing these people to do whatever you want to call it the right thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Whether it's driving the prices down or doing what you have to do to ensure that it's fair and a good trade. What are you saying? Can you clarify what you mean by that? How we should incentivize them to do the right thing? Um. I mean, I don't know, like whatever, whatever Trump did previously. It was Pete Clearly Buttigieg, worked. by the way, who said that we should just get an electric car. I don't know who said it was, but it was Pete Buttigieg. I, I think I just said the White House. Oh, you did. Okay. You no, what? You talking about moments ago? Yeah, yeah moments. I said, I, you definitely you said, said a Stephen name. Stephen Colbert. You, 
Well, no, 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 yeah. Well, well he Steve did and too. Carver say get get a Tesla. Oh, okay. Um, but before that, you I know said who else says to get a Tesla? Musk. No, wait. Musk and JJ. I'm loving that you said that. Elon Musk, in response, to I know he tweeted. We Elon Musk, oil production. In no, in response, said that the country is not ready to go entirely electric vehicle, and that we need to increase in oil uh, production for now. Yeah, and he was like, he could have made negatively. He could have made billions of dollars of of just being like, okay, like we'll ramp up production. But he decided to know he actually cares about where our country is as a whole, and said, no, we're not ready for that because we're not. Are you think we're ready entirely for all electric? No, absolutely not. We're not. We're close, right? No, like literally not even twenty percent there. And we've only got this far because of government subsidies. Oh yeah. How long has Ford been working on electric yeah, cars? Yeah, oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right, absolutely right. But this is the point here. Wait, wait, the wait. Gover- no, 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 Where the government is, the companies are really fucking failing. Because look at where the government has actually subsidized in electric vehicles. It's all it's all American cars. Look at what Biden's done when while he's been in office already with with electric cars. His praising of GM for everything they've done, and they've done shit compared to Tesla. And meanwhile, Musk is getting no attention, no props from our government because our government's picking and choosing, right? They're saying these are the companies we're going to give money to but and we're going to To be praise. clear, GM has been working on an electric vehicle since 1999. Elon Musk has been working on it since 2009. And he's come 10 times farther than the Ford has. Okay. Even the newest Ford sucks. The, have you seen the new truck, electric truck? Yeah, I had I know somebody who's actually had it and test drove it, and it took him two hours, and it was dead, and then it took all night to recharge. Well, Teslas take all night to recharge. No, they take three hours, them. depending on where you charge them. It's, depending it's on where you. If you have a Tesla them. battery at your home, which you should for a Tesla vehicle, it takes three hours. It's the same thing as if you go to the well, gas station. Well, same with like a. I imagine the no, truck's the Ford batteries similar. suck. That's that's what that's the, yeah. The issue they here. also lose power. So in cold, they're only getting like sixty to eighty percent. They they ran an ad during the Super Bowl okay. stating that they could power your house when it goes out, but that left out the fact that it could power a portion of your house for two hours. Well, actually, their the truck is more affordable than to get like two, um, like to get a few. What is it called? The power wall? No. What what is the Tesla thing? Like Cybertruck. Super, no, 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 like, like supercharger. No, yeah, for your home. The, oh, yeah, those are dummy expensive. I agree. Yeah, they. It's actually more affordable to just buy it for the Ford truck and then have that power whatever your like your home or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you power the Ford truck with? Well, I'm talking about the batteries in the power wall. Obviously, the the electricity is coming from somewhere, but even for the power wall, it's still got electricity got to come into it. But so, so Tesla, what he does, so he owns Solar City. You know that. Yes. So what Tesla does is Tesla and Solar City are one company now. Okay. Right. So when somebody goes to get a a Tesla solar panel on their house, they also get a Tesla battery. If I wanted a battery for my house right now with my solar panels, I'd have to pay sixty thousand dollars. With Tesla, it comes with the it comes with your your solar panels. He has dropped that in price because he believes in an electric future. So as soon as you do that. It makes it's like the Apple thing. You, you buy an Apple iPhone, it's easier to buy an Apple computer, so on and so forth. He's done a very good job with that, and for that reason, it's actually made it easier on the consumer here in America. Right. Okay. I, Ford has gone the opposite direction. This this is such a tangent. Um, no, but but why do you think? Like, what what makes you even think that the only reason we've gotten so far with electric cars is because of government subsidies? We've gotten so we've gone so little. We progress so little because of government subsidies in everything. Look at look at our space program, and and this is not this is not even moving away from Musk. 
Musk has whooped our government's ass in electric vehicles and space travel. Without any government subsidy. The government is paying for that, though. Barely. The, okay, so they've, they've funded them before, and they, they it's like... Um, it's... No, 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 but, contracts but, NASA. no, 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 but they're, but they're, they're funding agreements were mainly from their, um, uh, facilities. So like when you, when you read that the government is helping SpaceX do this and that and the third, the odds are it's just using their same pads. Sure. Okay. Okay. So your point. Okay. So electric cars are not the solution. Obviously they help. They're better in many regards. Uh, when I say electric car subsidies, I mean, you can just look at it from, uh, like, the state level. Like, in New Jersey, if you buy an electric car, you get, like, $5,000 yeah. back or whatever. Um, which is a huge incentive for people to buy electric cars because then that actually makes it kind of equal with, with a gas car. Um, so, yeah, like, and but, you know, previous to that, only people, more wealthy people could buy electric cars. So, yes, the government absolutely is... Uh, a motivator behind the electric car adaptation. Um, so, like, I, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. But also, electric cars aren't the solution to. Okay, so I still don't want to move on from the point, though. You know what yeah. are? Hang on. Rail systems. No, shut up. Yeah, electric <laughs> rail systems. Yes, electric rail systems. Okay, go fucking get, find, <laughs> find the goddamn squad and go fucking snip. Oh my god. Go back to the 1800s, Gabe. Go back to the 1800s. No, look at modern developed countries that move a lot of people today. They move a lot of people through a 20-mile square. Most developed countries aren't the size of Texas. So stop comparing us to them. I mean, look at China. It's much bigger than Texas. Much but China doesn't have fucking rail systems all the way across their oh, country, they do. do they? they? They do. When the financial crisis happened, they just built a bunch of trains. They're like, we need to... You, we need to get the economy back up. Fucking trains, dude. Build them all. They actually went a little overboard, but um, yeah, trains everywhere. And is that their only mode of transportation? No, but it yeah, a lot of people use them. Interesting. A lot of workers. Interesting that China is also the world leader of pollution, even with their trains. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, what, what, I don't want to get away from the fact that the government has shut down all of our oil supply, shot ourselves in the foot, and is now crying about it. The, okay, the government is not crying about it. The oil companies are literally crying about Ukraine. What do you mean the government's the not crying about it? The oil companies are no, saying, we need more permits right now because in 10 years we're going to run out so of So you permits. don't think our president saying Putin did this is crying about it? Saying our, or the White House secretary saying, look, the gas prices are so high right now because of Putin, even though three months ago the gas prices were so high right now because we're coming off of a pandemic. I mean, yeah, they're high right now because of Putin is not entirely accurate. Well, first off, it's very ac- it's a lot accurate because that's where we started buying most of our oil. Not from these companies. Not from these companies. We've been buying a lot of our oil from, the, from Russia. All right. Listen. Look. Although I completely understand your point about the companies not being incentivized, you have to remember that those companies are probably just as unincentivized by all of this because we've switched to different sources. So they might only be 25% of our oil, right? But then the other 75% is other foreign oil, like um, like Syria and Russia. 
Okay, so that so and after we've cut them off and stopped our trade uh, with those with Russia at least, that's going to ramp up gas prices a lot. So to say that our government is not the cause of what's happening right now, I think is just being negligent of some of the facts. Although I do agree that some of these companies may not be incentivized to make their prices more reasonable. We are still shooting ourselves in the foot by being reliant on other countries for oil. Okay, can I end this with an analogy? If you if you have an apple tree and you pick it up, <laughs> what do you what? No. How does that apply? No, no, no. Okay, if I if I have a gun to your head, okay, and I say shoot this other guy, okay, okay. If I actually just say very strongly worded <laughs> message about shooting somebody, and you shoot somebody, okay, yes, I might have convinced you to do it, but it, you're still the one responsible. You're still the one that caused the problem. Yes, I. I Not in our court of law. No, yeah, in our court of law. I Not mean, we're barely. both going to jail, but you're getting the higher sentence. I don't think so. We have a lot of cults. I'm pretty sure in a lot of cults, the people who actually carried out the actions got lesser sentences than than their cult leaders. Yeah, Wait, no, I, I, that, that's what, exact, about, what that's, about Manson? They're all still in jail. Wait, what, yeah, what, what are you saying? What about Manson? Did all of his goonies get longer sentences than him? It was three girls and a guy. The one guy died. Hold on. I mean, sounds like he didn't. Y- have You're talking about like repeat cult leaders, though. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like. Which is like in general. Right. In general, uh, saying something is going to be treated less harshly by the law than actually pulling the trigger. That that's not that's not a black and white thing. No, okay, no, it's not black and white. But that's essentially how I see this. Yeah, yes, Biden said things which, like you know, there are good and bad reasons for him to say these things. Um, but the oil companies are the ones that have the control to raise the prices, and they're the ones that did because they have the incentive to. So you can't just like say that like oh well the government is involved, therefore they are the ones solely responsible. I don't think anybody's solely responsible, but the point here, I think, we cl- at least I'm we trying to make. We clearly at least have an input on it, and we're, and we're not, purposefully. At the very least, you can say that from looking at the difference between two administrations. Yeah, I mean, I would agree that we, the government should restrict. So again, why are you blaming, you just, you don't think at all your opinion on this situation is showing your bias against big corporations? My bias again. What do you? It's showing my. Yeah. What, what do you mean? You're choo- explain yourself. You're choosing to dislike the big corporation and not dislike the big government, right? I'm not defending the corporation. No, I I dislike the big government, but I dislike the big corporation more. the The big government doesn't have as much incentive, and they do in some cases, which is a huge problem. But they don't have as much incentive to cause problems like like to like raise gas prices like they if anything they would lower gas prices like uh, apparently the trump administration did um they wouldn't raise gas prices whereas because they're not going to get anything from it whereas in this case oil companies are going to and do as we've seen okay all right well we need to move on i'm exhausted from that okay all right (laughs) 